Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. Today, my guest is Jared Haven. You might have known him from Bachelor, I want to say season 11, or Bachelorette season 11. That and Bachelor correct. Paradise 2 and 3. He's also co-host of the Hell by Suck at Dating podcast. And I'm excited to talk to him about just life in general and things he's gone through. Um, so I know he just stays strong. Hey, Jared, how are you? I'm good, Alexa. How are you? Good, thanks. I was so glad you got to join me today. No, it'll be a fun time. I'm excited to join you as well. Ashley, I know, was on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago. So yeah, uh, I'm excited to, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, be the sloppy seconds, you know? Matt, best for last. Yes, best for last. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so how was your Thanksgiving? It was we great. talk about it for a minute, but... Yeah, it was, you know, it was really nice. So we kept it small, but we were able to see some family. We got tested beforehand, ate outside. Uh, so we tried to do everything smartly. Um, but it was, it was really great, even though it was very different than years past. It was really nice to see some people I haven't seen in a while. So um, no complaints. Um, food was great, obviously. Uh, we very lucky there. Had some great turfy, turkey stuffing mashed potatoes, butternut squash. I think stuffing is my favorite Thanksgiving food. Me too. I bed. love it. Uh, but I'm also a, a glutton. So, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll most likely have butternut squash, mashed potatoes, stuffing, and turkey all on the same fork and a nice little blend. Um, but it was great. Thank you for asking. Of course. Um, are you guys like normally like a really big Thanksgiving dinner, like typically without COVID? Yeah, usually we'll have more people over. We'll also, you know, go to someone's house. It depending on sometimes, you know, past couple of years we've been down in Virginia. Um, but when I'm home for Rhode Island, uh, usually, yeah, you know, my cousins will come over later in the night with for coffee and dessert when my grandparents come over. And, you know, it'll be like my mom's side, my mom's side of the family during the day and my dad's side of the family at night. But obviously, well, like a whole day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the holidays. I love spending with family. So my, I have a pretty big family. Uh, uh, two siblings on my mom's side, there's three of them, and then um, six on my dad's, so lots of cousins. Crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, we just had my parents and I, and then my grandma, because she's like always over, so yeah, it was small, but it was nice. Oh, good. I'm glad you, got, you were able to get together. Yeah, it's, it's crazy times right now, but yeah. hopefully. And my dad's, birth, my dad's 60th was like the day before. So it was like a summer we couldn't like really celebrate, celebrate like with like normally they'd have a bunch of people and stuff like that for his birthday. Totally. You have like a dual party, one for Thanksgiving, one for your dad's birthday. Yep. <laughs> but it was still really fun and we all, it's been nice because we got to like been able to be with each other a lot. So but I still live with my parents. Oh, very nice. It's, uh, yeah, when we were quarantined back, you know, in, in stay at home order. Back oh, in- yeah. And, um, and most of May, um, we were here throughout that time at Ashley's parents. Uh, so we were here for 13 weeks. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was actually really nice. Um, cause you know, we kind of felt like, uh, we were in this thing together. Um, and I'm sure you felt the same way with your family where, yeah, I don't know if there's ever going to be another time in our, in, in my lifetime. Um, yeah, where, same. Uh, you know, specifically Ashley is able to spend that much quality time with her parents, you know? Yeah. Not that's ever going to happen again. I know. And there's a lot of people I know too that are, that feel, um, 
like they love their parents, but they're just not like to live with them or be with them for so much at one time is a lot. But honestly, like we've gotten even closer, which was really weird because we're already extremely close. No, that's great like, to hear. Having that like extra time, we're all home. So it's that's been really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's weird to say anything good has come out of this pandemic because, you know, so many people have lost their lives. And as we know, yeah. you know, is up people are out of work and it's just really a difficult time but like you said there you know we've been lucky and, and sounds like so of you that you've been able to uh, bond with your family more uh, throughout this time so yeah. that's incredible so kind of like the theme of the podcast like we talked about is like mental health and just different like just advocating for yourself um mm -hmm. what was like when you were growing up like what was life like um did you I'm sure you were close with your family. Like, just what was life like growing up? Uh, life was fantastic. So I was born and raised in Rhode Island. I have one older sister. She's two and a half years older. Uh, great home life. Love my parents. My mom is the most uh, warm, welcoming human being alive. Uh, and my dad is uh, just a good man who puts his family first. And, um, you know, he treats me so well, but specifically how he treats my sister. He, my sister lives about a half hour 45 minutes away from my parents and he's there constantly uh, helping out in any way. Actually, ironically, last night he went over to put up Christmas lights outside her house because her mm -hmm. husband is the Coast Guard right now and, and he's uh, not home. So, um, so uh, just an incredible family dynamic. Uh, cousins that I'm very close with, they're like brothers and sisters, um, three of them specifically. So we had a really close, tight-knit family group. Uh, and I think that's just a... A product of growing up in Rhode Island because it's just obviously the smallest state in America and it's really tight knit and you know everybody knows each other and you're kind of related to so many different people um you know by like and even if you're not related you know this person because they're like oh your cousin dated this ex-boyfriend's <laughs> father's uncle you know um so I love that personally um a lot of people don't. That's why they leave. But for me, I I, I love being a uh, uh, feeling like I'm, you know, a part of something. Um, and that's what I grew up with. And it was pretty incredible. That sounds that's amazing. Yeah. I always used to want to live in a small town. I always thought it was so cool. Like if everyone knew each other, basically, or for the most part, like. I feel like Michigan, you must get some sort of some sense of that now. Some it's like the Jewish community, I think. Okay. In what, like, I'm in a suburb in, like, Metro Detroit. So, like, okay. 20 minutes outside of Detroit. But, like, so we're in the suburbs. But I think, like, the Jewish community, everyone knows each other and everyone's in everyone's business type of thing. But it's still, like, pretty big. Um, I've been to Detroit once. I didn't realize how many casinos there are in downtown Detroit. Yeah, three big ones, I think. Yeah. That was, I, I guess, coming from a, a state that gave... <laughs> I'm gambling was illegal to fly into Detroit and have these casinos on top of each other and they're massive casinos. I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah. I never really thought about that. I've, I think I actually, I've only been to the casino, I think one time. Well, I can't stand, stand the smell of smoke. So casinos. Me neither. So it's not like my thing. But no. Yeah. I like it. Like when I would go to Vegas, like to visit family and we'd be at a hotel. I love when on the weekends it would have like, blackjack or a game like by the pool oh yeah no, that's that is means, like it's a lot more spread out so it's like not you don't smell the smoke as much even though people yeah, you get out of smoke, totally. i like that so 
having like that such a cool like a close-knit family how was it like leaving um to go like on bachelor and how the whole bachelor experience it was cool so i was still living uh, in rhode island at the time when i was on the show and, and uh it wasn't until um late 2017 uh, when I moved to Los Angeles, I moved in uh, with somebody else from Bachelor you probably know, Nick Viall. And uh, Nick was a good friend. And at the time, he and Vanessa had just broken up after, a few, you know, dating, being engaged. And so he had a place in L.A. And, and uh, he had always wanted me to move out to Los Angeles just to try it. Because he's like, bro, you've never lived anywhere outside of Rhode Island. Just try Los Angeles. You can move mm -hmm. in with me and see if you like it. I think he was just lonely and looking for a roommate, but I would take it, obviously. Uh, so I got to stay with him for a couple months. And then in early 2018 was when Ashley and I started dating and she was in LA. At the time. Finally. <laughs> I know, it took way too long. Um, and then once we started dating, um, you know, we made an agreement that we would stay in Los Angeles. We had a tentative five-year plan um, and uh, said we'd stay in LA for five years and then move back to Rhode Island. Um, and um, so it was definitely a drastic change. Uh, I think just being on the show, um, specifically from being Rhode Island, um, when yeah. I first got released, it was kind of like, you know, I immediately became a, a big fish in a small pond. I remember the Providence Journal released a, a little article online once my name finally got released from being on the show and said, his name <laughs> is Jared. He works in restaurants. He's from Warwick. Like any information you have on him, please send it in which was quite intimidating at first. And then <laughs> my friends on Facebook, well, you know, people that I hadn't talked to in years probably, but yeah. school friends or college friends just talk about me on online without me being a part of the conversation. That was the first time I ever experienced it. And it was quite overwhelming. And since yeah. then, luckily, knock on wood, I've gotten pretty used to it. Um, still pretty jarring. But um, yeah, it was definitely an adjustment. Um, it was an exciting time as well. Very exciting being on TV, everybody asking, everybody wanting to meet me. Um, you know, anytime I would go out, people would just flock because they're like, holy crap, you're on The Bachelor. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, yeah, no. And then, you know, and then Paradise kind of catap catapulted me again. Um, and it was just a crazy, crazy time. Very uh, interesting time. Um, but uh I think both good and bad for mental health. It was, it was yeah. in a sense that it gave me a real big boost to my ego um, for confidence. Um, Cause I'm always, I've always been a confident guy, but I've always had just like everybody else uh, uh, a lot of insecurities and doubt. Right. Um, and uh, I think what I do really well is I, I do a very good job of masking my insecurities as Ashley has seen. Cause unfortunately uh, she has seen those insecurities manifest themselves. Um, and I would always tell her when we were just friends, like, don't date me because I'm, I'm crazy. And, uh, and she, did, you know, actually had this weird idea of who I was that I was like this perfect guy and I had all my crap together and I knew exactly what I wanted in life. And, and uh, I would always tell her, I, I'm, I'm not that human being. You, you have this false sense of who I am. And so once we started dating, she started seeing, uh, you know, the insecure uh, part of me. Um, so anyway, um, but uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, I think uh, Bachelor has certainly overall helped my mental health because it's forced me to face a lot of 
things that I, I didn't have to face before, most notably my insecurities and trying to overcome them and, and, and trying to, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, actively uh, bring happiness to my life instead of just always saying I would one day. True. And it like kind of like got you out in the like out there and to do more than maybe you would have normally. Oh yeah. She's forced me to step out of my comfort zone. No two ways yeah. about that. <laughs> no, you guys are really good together from like uh-huh. I've seen and talked to you both. So I appreciate it. No, she's, uh, there's nobody better suited for me than Ashley Akinetti. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I'd um, like to, uh, it's the same, uh, for her that there's nobody better suited for, for her than me. Uh, I like to think that I think she would agree, but you know, only she can answer that. True. Did you, um, so after like coming out of the show, like, so obviously you're meeting a lot of people, like really like different people. Like, did you meet any, um, maybe celebrities that you really liked that like celebrities that you liked that maybe you didn't realize loved the show? Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't know how many people watch the show, it was insane. We've gotten an opportunity to meet, uh, sorry, my dog's parking in the background. I think the mailman's okay. here. Um, yeah, we got to meet Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunas, which was incredible, and they're big fans of the show, so they knew who we were. And, uh, I've gotten to uh, meet Rob Thomas, uh, my favorite musician of all time, which was so much fun. He's not much of a fan of the show, but uh, oh. I think the UPS man is here, so... <laughs> apologize for it he'll just oh, um <laughs> and it's the most obnoxious door now uh door doorbell um so yeah so we i got into meet uh, rob thomas which was super cool because the show did a little segment um where weirdly enough they showed me uh like a compilation of me saying his name it was quite weird but it worked out because uh somebody texted him and was like they're talking about you on bachelor and then they saw it was me and then uh, I went to a concert and he saw me and we kind of struck up a conversation and we actually have become friendly ever since. Um, who else is a big fan of the show that we have met that we never would have ever imagined? Um, I've met uh, a couple of former NFL athletes, which have has been extremely cool and they watch the show. Uh, they say their wives make them watch, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they're just fans as well. Um, Good show. It's a great show, right? Yeah. Uh, for guys, <laughs> girls, doesn't matter. Um, and um, yeah, I can't think of anybody. I mean, obviously, the number one was Ashley Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Meeting yeah. them was very, very surreal. And having them know who we were uh, was also extremely surreal. Um, so that was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I know, like, even like I was, I used to tell, I told Ashley this, like, when I first like met her. Like, literally, like, she, like, when getting to meet you guys, like, talking to you, and that's honestly, like, a huge thing for me. Oh, I followed your love story, and, like, you guys, like, mean so much to me. So, it's, like, been so cool to, like, get to talk to you. You guys are my favorite. (laughs) Oh, Alexa, that's the sweetest thing you possibly ever said. It is uh, really our pleasure to be on here. No need to thank us. Well, thanks anyway. (laughs) Um, So, what do you do, like... So obviously we all have our hard times, regardless of what they are. What do you do to like stay strong kind of in those hard times? Um, I've found that uh, 
what really helps me is um, being active. Um, I find that I'm a completely different person when I'm, um, um, whether it be working out or playing sports specifically, I think uh, being in a competitive environment really uh, brings a lot of happiness to me, as weird as that might sound. Um, so playing sports is something I do. Um, um, that's a big one. Working out is a big stress reliever for me. Trying to just do things that make me happy, specifically around the holidays. I love getting into the holiday spirit. So putting up Christmas decorations or watching Christmas movies. Um, oh, I love Christmas movies. Like the Lifetime the best. Hallmark. Uh, okay. So Ashley's mom is a big Lifetime and Hallmark fan. <laughs> I, uh, there's a new Jonathan Bennett um, Christmas movie yeah. on I can't remember uh, that I really want to watch because we've been Jonathan is a, is a friend and um, uh, what else I mean honestly I just try I, I think being active is my number one it really when I'm stagnant when I'm bored when I can't leave the house that's when I start really losing it and I start overthinking things and I get bored and then I'm in my own head and I become my own worst enemy and then I get anxious about things I shouldn't be anxious about and I get anxiety about the smallest things in the world and it just spirals out of control and sometimes when I really force myself to go outside even just take a breath smell some fresh air go for a walk um you know text friends uh to to make plans to do something that helps me a lot yeah um uh I think uh being active and seeing people I I you know uh being around the people that I love uh really is a big, big stress reliever for me. Um, so either I'll text friends to see if they want to play, you know, catch or, you know, go to the park, go for a run, um, or even getting dinner, you know, like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? Let's, let's all grab dinner somewhere. Um, those are things that really, really help me. And, um, it's, you know, it, it, it takes like, uh, it sounds ridiculous, but sometimes like I get in, in a rut, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to text them or I don't feel like bothering them. Yeah. And then I, I kind of have to like kick myself in the ass and be like, you're an idiot. You're not bothering anybody. Just text them. Put effort in. If you, no one's going to make you happy. Like the only person that can make you happy is you. Yeah. So yep. sometimes I have to kind of like remind myself of that. And that's it. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> that every time. Very long-winded answer. No, I liked it. Um, no, sometimes there's days like I don't want to do anything, but I kind of force myself and I end up getting happier that I did it because that helps me in the end, like getting away like from myself kind of. Yeah. No. Like, talking I, with people, hanging out. Like obviously it's different right now, but. Yeah, it's very different, but um, yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's, it's amazing how sometimes, and I am, uh, you know, uh, very much a product of this. It's amazing how sometimes we refuse to try to make, to make ourselves happy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know where that comes from. It's definitely uh, a human thing. Cause I, I, I feel like, you know, everybody does it, uh, where, you know, they know, you know, like for me personally, I know what can make me happy. And sometimes I just refuse to do it. And, you know, an hour will go by and I'm like, why the hell am I, you know, just take a bath, Jared, or, you know, I know it sounds so stupid, but just like do something that's going to bring you happiness. Right. Cause one day you're going to die and you're going to be like, why the hell <laughs> I not try to make myself as happy as possible all the time. 
whatever that means, you know? No, it's true, though. I think it's also because we're all taught, like, growing up not to be selfish. Like, we have to. So in our heads, like, when we're putting ourselves first, like, sometimes we think of it as being selfish, when really that's a different kind of selfish. Like, you sometimes have to yourself first. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, like, obviously, if you're doing it and it's going to hurt, and it hurts somebody, like, like, you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing that's obviously a different kind of selfish. But, like, they say on a plane that if there's like an accident or something and the oxygen was needed, you have to put yours on before you can put someone else's. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's the I, same I, thing. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, uh, you know, you don't ever want to hurt someone. And if you're being selfish in a way that's bringing harm to others, then of course, you know, you're right. being a jerk. Right. Um, but no, I agree. You have to put yourself first. I mean, at, at certain times, not all the time. Um, but if you're feeling sad or depressed or you know, don't be afraid to put yourself first and really try to, you know, get out of whatever rut you're in. Right. And it's like, you can't, because you can't love someone, truly love someone until you love yourself. So you have to get into that right mind space. Totally. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else you want to like say to my listeners? Um, You can also plug your stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I'm always down for plugging myself. Uh, you guys can listen to Help I Suck at Dating, uh, an iHeartRadio podcast I co-host with Dean Unglert. Uh, you can get that wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, I guess a little note for everybody listening. First of all, thank you for listening to me. I really appreciate it because um, it's weird that anybody would want to listen to me. Uh, no. But <laughs> I would say, um, yeah, uh, you know, it's weird times right now. It's dark times for a lot of people. Um, it sucks. Um, but like we talked about on the podcast, uh, you know, reach out to people you care about, reach out to, um, your friends, your family, or, uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram. If you'd like, if you said, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you want to say hello, DM me, um, hopefully I'll see it. Uh, I'd love to respond and say hello back um, and uh, try to uh, be positive and, and stay optimistic and, and keep moving, keep moving forward, keep being active. Those are big things. Well, thank you. And this was another episode of Staying Forever Strong. Um, also, if you guys are looking for great holiday gifts, you can um, use the link in the description and go to alexarandolph.com for some awesome forever strong merchandise where you'll stay strong no matter what. Um, And this was another episode. Thanks guys.